Welcome to Pancreation Philosophy, episode 174. I'm your host, Pocholo Cruz. Uh, thank you, Endo, helping me record this. Thank you. Yep, and uh, thank you to my guest, the Budo Boxer himself. Welcome, sir. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> no problem, man. Thanks for coming again. I know it's been, it's been a little bit since we last talked. So, I mean, just tell the, tell the listeners, like, what, what have you been up to? <laughs> Oh, man. Well, this is my, what, second showing now on Pancreation Philosophy. I'm glad you guys are running along with it, still getting after it. I mean, honestly, it's inspirational for me, too. I love podcasts, so I'm glad you guys are still pushing through. Mm -hmm. I know we talked briefly before this how many people started podcasts due to COVID, (laughs) and they all fall off, right? So I appreciate you guys keep putting in the work, so good for you guys. Uh, What have I been up to? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I mean, life's a journey, man, right, as the hippies say. As the hippies say, So we've all kind of gone through our own little trials and tribulations with COVID. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know we even briefly mentioned how some gyms have closed in the area, mine included. Yeah. But we're still training. We're still getting after it, which I like. Mm -hmm. Uh, My journey has taken me from Washington to California, back to Washington, back to training, as always. Okay, okay. Here we go. All right. So I guess with the training aspect, I mean, you mentioned some of the, some of that. I mean, of course, that's been affected by the, the gym closures and such. So I guess how did you find your current training spot now? Luckily, I had a good network of training partners and coaches in my in my area. So I was able to branch out and say, hey, guys, I'm not trying to sit home and get fat anymore. I did it. <laughs> I gained a few little pounds, you could say. I went up a weight class at least. So I was like, I got to get back after it. I mean, this thing's not going anywhere. We got to get back to work. So I reached out to my network and luckily my coach has a full blown gym in his own garage. So of course we've been getting after it. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. And then I know because yeah, it's been, did you compete at all since we last talked? I can't, I can't remember. No, actually I went, I was starting off taking on my pro career. Let's get after it down in CSA. Things were going great. I, I was part of the pro team we were training and i was like, okay it's time to fight again i get in a car accident great oh, so that gets derailed yeah. for about two three months as i'm recovering yeah get back after it COVID hits so and that brought me back to washington so okay so back back, back at and it, forth back at yeah. it again okay so anything on the horizon like for you fighting wise or just training at the moment? same thing we all started back into training as i did and then as we're going along, I'm noticing my injury's not getting any better. I was like, well, if there's no fight cards on the agenda, I might as well hop into my surgery right now. So okay. I just had elbow surgery done, got it really cleaned up so I can start training again a little bit more effectively. So I've just finished my rehab last month. So I've been training again, using my right arm. It's all coming back together. So hopefully okay. I will probably fight in August. That'll be the next one. Got it. Got it. MMA? It will probably be a kickboxing, actually. I want to try a kickboxing fight just because I've been really focusing on developing my kickboxing and Muay Thai specifically. So let's see what I can do with it. Okay, nice. And then I guess in the meantime, I mean, every time, I mean, I talked to you, this, this is how we got into this interview. Every time I see you, like any posts, I'm like, man, what is he doing? And everything looks like a, like a GQ cover. <laughs> like, <laughs> brother, like, does he have a full production team? <laughs> like, who's taking these photos? So like, yeah, what, what, what's that aspect other than, than the training? I'm like, I train as well. I don't think I have photographers. <laughs> like, I got really cool friends. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I got really cool friends. Any I got really friends? great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit, I'll be your friend. Let's do it. <laughs> so I got really cool friends. I got a great network of people behind me. So yeah. if they see something cool, they're always filming it. I don't actually set them up usually. It's all, all pretty candid. I'll be honest all with all you. All pretty so, candid. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The candid GQ. <laughs> Someone called me an international gigolo and I'm going to run with that. So. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's. Patrola was telling me, I know it's not fighting that's giving him this money, <laughs> like fame. Like, if it is, kudos to you. Fighting is a hobby and a passion. Yeah. And if you want to fight for money and you're not like a showman like Conor McGregor, you're going to be broke. Let's be real here, <laughs> yes. right? You yeah. fight because you want to and you enjoy the process and you come out changed every single time. That's why I still do it. That's why I still train as hard, like pro level training, even though there's no fight on the horizon. I'm always going 100% every time I can train. Yeah. But. You have to have multiple sources of income. Why be one-dimensional if you can? I mean, there's so many hours in the day that we can fill with other stuff too. Mm-hmm. And nowadays with COVID, everything's online. If you can't figure out a way to make money online, that's on you. Well said. Yeah, yeah. Shit, you guys are in the basement right now coming up with podcasts. Wait till this shit takes off, <laughs> all right? I'm telling you, you guys yeah. are killing it. Good for you guys. Get a few sponsors in. You guys are going to make this hobby into a passion, into a lucrative business in no time. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. 
I mean, that, that's definitely the goal. And the thing is, is like it's stuff I would do anyway. I mean, this is what I like doing. I exactly. Like talk, I like talking to martial artists. I mean, I understand being a martial artist as well. I mean, we would train. Like, I mean, I've been training constantly, no matter like what the you know exactly, situation yeah. has it. So it's like, man, if this is what I'd be doing anyway, why not? <laughs> why not do it? I, I love that. What would you do with a million dollars? I would keep doing the same shit I'm doing. Believe exactly. me, it wouldn't change very much. Exactly. I just have flyer shit in between. There you go. <laughs> I'd roll up on a better car to the gym. You know, yeah. things like that. It's still training. I'm still working hard. Exactly, and I think that's kind of hidden the kind of themes that we've been talking about before in terms of like purpose and mission and taking risk and it's funny how a lot of people you know a lot a lot of people they're living lives that really was it quiet desperation or not 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 really even playing the music that they want to play figuratively and in, in that in that sense it's like how many people are actually get getting after what they want like from there so i guess like for i mean for me, I, there's nothing else I'd rather do. So it's odd to see people that I guess aren't going going for things. I guess like for you, like Teague, like what keeps what keeps you going? Well, it's tough for a lot of people. Like I'll use like the Jake Paul analogy. Everyone always <laughs> talks shit about them, right? But I'm like, I'm like, how many people? How yeah. many people? Yeah. Would become high level fighters if they didn't have to worry about money. Yeah. You know what I mean? I forget the actual like competition for mm-hmm. them and getting mm-hmm. paid. Mm-hmm. Like if you had no worry about bills, if you had no worry about stress from just making millions are coming in right freedom is there so why not become a professional fighter now you have the time and the ability to so yeah how many pro fighters do could we actually name right now if money wasn't a problem would still be fighting and actually probably be doing better because they have less stress in their lives i know that would be me Mm -hmm. if i had no money burdens yeah i would compete i'd be able to give all my attention and time there i'd just keep getting better and why not compete at that point you know but I mean, I can name so many fighters that fell off simply because they had kids to raise or mm-hmm. had bills to pay. And that, that's what separates, like you could say, the Paul brothers from like average martial artists who are actually struggling. So when I see them fight, I get really mad because I'm like, you didn't struggle to get here. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily about you being getting paid right there. I was like, you didn't have to struggle and live or sleep in your car to get to the gym or travel three hours to just train. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what pisses me off about those guys. If they decided to just give away all their money and say, I have to go paycheck to paycheck as a fighter, yeah. and you have to work your way up to Mayweather, by all means. Yeah. But if you just hop in and then you have 300 mil or some sh- stupid <laughs> amount of money to fight, that's, that sucks. That sucks for all the fighters that were actually on the grind, you know? For sure. Who had day jobs, children, you know, everything else, part-time jobs, anything. Would hold mitts in between their training, even though they're sore. How many fighters do we know do that? That's what separates us from those guys. Yeah, it's a it's a skipping the line in that meritocracy from there because they they didn't earn their way they Mm -hmm. just kind of like they yeah they 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 literally fast-tracked themselves to that kind of notoriety like how many much i mean countless countless skilled fighters that have earned that matchup were you know were were looked over yeah and i'm not saying they don't work hard you know they probably have to work hard and train every day and things like that and eat right i'm not saying they don't do that i'm just saying it's it's curated to them to be able to be successful. You know, mm-hmm. they have no bills or stress to worry about. It's all fun and games for them. Mm-hmm. They're hard workers. I won't, I'll never doubt that. It still takes balls to walk in there. I'll give them credit where credit's due. Oh, but at the same time, come on, how yeah. many fighters do we know would do that and excel at it if they actually had the time and ability and yeah. less stress to deal with? That's yeah. what separates us from them. Yeah, they have the time and the resources to be, yeah, to yeah. just... To just do that, because imagine what they've been, because what they've been doing with like the lack of time and resources, exactly. and where they got, regardless from yeah. that. COVID yeah. hits, they're still training with the best nutritionists, best <laughs> trainers out there. Right, doesn't affect them at all. The In rest of mansions. us are like, yeah. yeah, what do I have? Where can I train? This guy has a freaking boxing gym in his backyard. Literally, like has a boxing gym in his backyard. If I had that, I'd be training too. Yeah, <laughs> but we don't even need that. We continue training with whatever we got. That's what separates us from them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess amidst, you know, all these, like all, all these setbacks, I mean, as you mentioned, you know, from injuries to like moving to, I mean, just really figuring out a place to train. I mean, we already kind of talked about this in terms of what, what keeps you going, but, uh, at, at this point you're doing it, you're doing it because you love it. And I think this is kind of, it gets kind of lost to people when when they ask i mean it is prize fighting you're trying to you know you're trying to get paid but there is like there is more to the motivation than just simply getting the money for you right absolutely i mean even just on a self-discipline aspect when i'm not training i have nothing to push myself and grow in like the first 
I think path to enlightenment is through the body. You have to stress it. You have to push through that stress through figure physical rigorous exercise. So that's why I still train super hard, even though I don't have a fight on the line, you know, mm-hmm. yet it's not the whole always be ready thing, but why would I not want to make the best of my time? If I have an ability to fill it with some exercise or sharpen my skills. And as we all know, these skills can go away. Yes. And one day I might not be able to wake up and do this. Mm-hmm. Why as well do something I'm enjoying? So yeah. the passion there to keep me disciplined, to keep striving is like, shit, it's beach season. I might as well get my abs. No, it's necessarily <laughs> to stay sharp, to stay yeah. dangerous because life is crazy. It can be crazy. I might as well be as best prepared for it as I can. Yeah, for sure. Like you never know when, when is your last day, it's whether it's living or last day, like training, yeah. you know, cause like everyone that's not fighting anymore, they they had a last, they had a last day and they, did they really realize that at that time? Not necessarily. I'm well, sorry. that's what hit me when yeah. I got rear-ended and when I was in California, I was just, I was like, oh, I'm fighting soon. I can't mm-hmm. wait to like, something's going to be coming up. Here we go. And then all of a sudden, boom, I can't train. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things. I didn't realize how depressed I was afterwards simply because I physically couldn't do things I enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. And anytime I feel depressed in my life, it's mainly because I'm not eating clean or not exercising. It's, it's basic tenets, right? I'm not drinking enough water. I'm not sleeping enough. I'm not training and I'm not eating correctly. If I can fix those, life is actually not as bad as I think, but you have to be willing to actually do that. That means discipline enough to eat correct, discipline enough to train, discipline enough to get the right water intake. You know, that's where the discipline comes in and the consistency that comes in where you start looking at life a little bit better. Do you think that this passion with which you attack your training and, and the discipline and your love of it do you think that impacts other aspects of your life? Absolutely. Everything goes from there. So like I said, the way you can kind of learn about yourself is going through your body first. I mean, some people are walking around depressed all the time simply because they don't even do anything with their body. Like go for a walk is what they say, right? If you want to start losing weight, you don't have to immediately start running. I think you should force yourself to run. It's not <laughs> easy. You have to freaking push <laughs> oh, yeah. yourself because I love when people talk about philosophy and guys that have actually competed, they can actually talk about philosophy. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's the Tai Chi school of thought, right? Like <laughs> I, I could kill a guy in a match, but I'm doing this for peace. Death I'm like, touch. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm like the philosophy comes after the struggle, after yeah. the combat. Yeah. You can't just sit here and jerk off and say, you know, everything about martial arts and you've never actually faced life and death in essence, you know, like a submission or tapping. Like if this mm-hmm. guy didn't stop or the ref didn't stop it, I'd be dead. Mm-hmm. The philosophy comes after the struggle. Mm-hmm. You can't philosophize in all that before it. Once you've gone through fighting, then you look back and say you've changed. You cannot go in reverse. It never works that way. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying you got to be a bro about it either going, all right, bro, no days off. Rome wasn't built in the day. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Always on the grind. Optimization. Exactly. Yeah. Like you have, yeah. you need a part of that bro mindset yeah. and you need yeah. a part of that philosophy. You can't live on either end of the spectrum too long. So, it has yeah. to be balanced. And it's usually met in the middle. Yeah. You have to be a bro to tell yourself, I'm going to train today. Fuck the emotions. And then you have to be able to analyze your training and look at it deeper afterward because that's where the enlightenment comes in. That's where martial arts training has always come in at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely channeling. Yeah, because there's a lot. Yeah, it's channeling that, okay, I have to keep going. But then also understanding that sometimes like more and more effort doesn't really equal more results. Absolutely not. Diminishing returns can't happen. If your body's broken... <laughs> Good luck fighting a guy in the street that you've trained this whole time for. You can't functionally perform. <laughs> there you go. I think you say you start uh, working on the body first, but I think yeah. you're simultaneously working the mind because it's so hard that um, making yourself do the hard physical thing is an incredible mental rep for you that, that you can tack on to any endeavor you do. I think when the struggle hits, right? I think yeah. Muhammad Ali says, I start counting the reps once it hurts. Like yeah. he doesn't start counting. <laughs> That's what they mean. That's when the enlightenment comes in yeah. post struggle. If it, your struggle is just getting your ass, fat ass up and going do something good, do that again and push it further and push it further. That's where that bro element of going a little harder is absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. I say bro in the sense of like, we all know what that those guys look the like in the gym, head. the meathead, <laughs> right? You need, you do need to be part meathead. You can't yeah. be, I'm a super technical guy. I'm super philosophical, blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. you get punched in the face. Your philosophy goes out the window. Yeah. Enlightenment comes at the end of that punch. Mm-hmm. After you fe- face that struggle, how do you push through? How do you persevere? So you do need both elements of it. But I would say my challenge to you is be, has to come post struggle. There's no, there's no other way about it. Otherwise, everyone would be doing this. <laughs> Sorry. That's yeah. just the name of the game. No, exactly. I mean, that, that's the reason, you know, achievements. I mean, achievements matter because they are difficult. You know, if Absolutely. everyone could do it, then what would the achievement be? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
it's always that reminds me of that line in a league of their own with tom hanks the, <laughs> let's hear it the women baseball players okay and the main character is getting up it is complaining that it's hard and tom hanks is like it's supposed to be hard <laughs> it's the hard that makes it great it's fact if it weren't hard everyone would do it it's so true. It's so true. If you've ever just been given anything, you don't appreciate it. But if you've sacrificed and struggled, it that's when you come out and you're like, okay, and that it changes what, you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's the fight. People always talk to me like, how do you go into a fight? It doesn't matter. It's <laughs> afterward when I can look back at it, win or lose. What did I, how did I come out changed? I could have changed for the worse. Maybe I'm injured. I could have mm-hmm. changed for the better and saying I persevered. Mm-hmm. That's where the philosoph- philosoph- philosophy comes in and the CTE apparently. But the philosophy. <laughs> but hey, that's what makes it hard, the CTE. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, but it's, yeah, it's like if there, if there was no consequence like from that, then yeah, then what, <laughs> then w- there would be no risk. Exactly. And then, and, and that's what makes, I mean, that, that's what makes few people want to go for it, but that's what makes it more rewarding. I mean, <laughs> not a lot of people are able to climb the mountain. <laughs> Something you're always saying to, yeah. to me is that growth comes from the struggle. Growth comes from discomfort, you know? Yeah, it, it very much does. And th- I mean, that's the, that's experience because experience, it's a, it's a harsh teacher because it gives you, <laughs> yeah, it gives you the test first and the lesson afterwards. But that that's life, and that that's, life. That, that, that's what T's talking about in terms of, yeah, you, <laughs> the, the change happens afterwards, yeah. Because if <laughs> if it was comfortable going in, then if comfort doesn't induce change, it's it's discomfort that that causes that. And if you <laughs> if you're uncomfortable, then that's you're on the pathway of changing. Absolutely yeah. true. Absolutely true. Every time you feel that uncomfort, like. For example, muscle growth. It's mm. not comfortable to do no. push-ups. The more you up them, the more uncomfortable it gets. But that's what tears and that's what allows your muscles to grow. Everything about life. I love when people say growth is outside the, the comfort zone. It yeah. absolutely is true. Yeah. But that's what the philosophizers, as I call yeah. them. Those yeah. are not the people that are actually jumping in and doing it. People that are doing don't usually talk a lot. They talk after <laughs> they do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I keep saying. You have to meet in the middle. You have to do work, and then you also have to be able to analyze it, too. You can't just do the same thing over and over again, either. It's just unhealthy. You have to be able to analyze your growth. For sure. Analyze the growth. And I think another thing, too, it's like it's the having ideas and then doing forth the action. Because I feel like a lot of people have great ideas. So many people I know have great ideas, but very few people have actually capitalized on that. How many people yeah. are on 174th episode of their podcast? <laughs> Give these guys a round of applause. Seriously. <laughs> That's right. Um, you guys are pushing forward. You guys are still seeking new people to new topics to talk about. That's what I like about you guys. That's why I'm back. <laughs> hey Amen. That's why we like having you back, and I mean, hopefully, we'll, we'll keep having you back on. You know, because you, yeah, you could say, yeah, you were on this podcast later on. <laughs> right there, we go. But uh, yeah, and, and and I think that's the thing. It's yeah, it's figuring it out. It's forging your own kind of pathway because, especially, especially nowadays, as I mean, there's so many, there's so many new kind of ventures, new venues in terms of how you can uh, explore. I mean, as we mentioned, like social media, this like podcasting thing, there's a lot, there's, there's a lot more ways to get your message out there in essence, like that's a good thing, but then on the flip side of it, then there's a lot more things to drown out. So you have to figure out like how you're relaying that message in terms of that. And that's really what I've been thinking about in terms of just not only this podcast, but in terms of how you live life, because that's what that's going to be. Your life is essentially the results of your actions. And I'm thinking about like, you know, how my actions are going to dictate like how my life will be remembered in terms of that. So just feeling like figuring out like, okay, I'd rather, I'd rather do the things that are difficult or that seem insurmountable because I'm never going to, I, I I can honestly say I don't regret any hardship that's happened to me. I only acknowledge it and then keep moving on like from there because I I respect the fact that the difficulty ended up rewarding me in the end whether it looked like a collective loss from there. So, I kind of I kind of welcome that. I kind of welcome the chaos, the hardship, the whatever difficulties like come to come that way. 
from that. Brain. See, I don't welcome it, but if it happens, I deal with it and I move on. <laughs> I deal with it. Because what yeah. else can you do? What are you going to do? Sit there and mope? Like, well, you, you can mope. That's how a lot of people I agree are with you. doing nothing. But the best part yeah. about the past is yeah. it's gone. Like, <laughs> you can move forward now. The people that hold that chip on their shoulder, those are the people that suffer. Yeah. The past doesn't care about you. Neither yeah. does the future, really, unless you freaking make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to just, you can, this is what they say about being present and you want to get all meditative with it, but we're make, we're doing the best we can with it right now. Right now, I'm sitting in a room with you guys, bullshitting about our swapping stories, whatever we can talk about, but this is why I'm getting something out of this because I'm fully immersed with you guys right now. And I think it's likewise. I hope it is. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. But that's why we're doing this right now. We're right. getting something out of it beyond we're not, I mean, I'm not getting paid. Are you guys paying me after this? Exactly. No one's getting paid to be here right now. That's not the point. Wait, I'm not getting paid? Shit, I'm not getting paid. Do I get a lunch? No. But I, what I'm trying to say is we're enjoying ourselves. What else can we do? That's what we're doing right now. And we're actually working, if you think about it. We're working towards developing your podcast. I'm working towards my thoughts and ideas, putting it up to public scrutiny. But that's why we're getting something out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was talking about like, you know, developing uh, something. I mean, you mentioned already like your, your book. I guess what was the, I guess what was the thought process or what, what made you just want to, Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll make a book. I love my book and yeah. I also hate my book. I'll tell you why. Okay. So what's, I'll tell you the, the book called the book is called Budo boxing, the martial way of boxing or the way of boxing for short. The reason I wrote that book is I'm sitting in my room. I got nothing else going on in life. Everything is shut down. COVID has hit and destroyed everything. Everything I enjoy doing running. That's about the only thing I could do at the time, but I have my laptop. So what can I do? Might as well write. I got nothing but time. Netflix is boring. Porn is boring at this point. Everything is boring. I'm sitting there in my room. What else am I going to do? It's hit that point. You guys all do it. We're a bunch yeah. of men here. Quit bullshitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, I'm sitting there in front of my laptop. I said, well, at least let me get my ideas out there. If COVID kills me, if COVID kills all of us, right? It's the most dangerous virus in the world, whatever it is. Yeah. If COVID kills all of us, I might as well get some of my thoughts out. Now, I'm skeptical at this point. I said, I don't want all my ideas out there. So I just like, let me touch on some base level introduction to boxing because I've read a lot of boxing books and they're shit. They either hone on the history of boxing, biographies of other famous boxers, or just some really shitty explanations of boxing. So I said, all right, I'll give you guys good basics, decent basics. So I wrote that out there. And I said, also, this is a test. If someone's going to steal my shit, this is a good little test for it. So I put it on Amazon. I think you purchased my book. You were one of the first people. So I appreciate your support. (laughs) I always will. Seriously, I will. And I put it out there. Good book. Good book. But that was the reason why I wanted to put it out there. Post later on, I just recently released a course on boxing. It's fully immersed, fully in depth, shows you everything I've ever done. And there's nothing more complete out there right now on it. It ain't cheap, but I tell you it's worth it. It'll save you 10 years. I'll tell you that much. I stand, I will literally debate any other boxing coach out there. I've developed a complete system that I would wanted to include in my original book. Never did, but now I fully immersed it. It's now out in public sphere. It's on my website, thewayofboxing.com. The so way check of it out. Okay. Yep. Thewayofboxing.com. And it's not a book. It's like a web it's course. It's a full course on Teachable. So it's, got, it's a legit high-level step-by-step approach to boxing to understand how this works. Everything in there you can apply from a beginner to be able to develop with no skills or a guy that already has skills and take his stuff even further to a pro level. Awesome. I wish they gave out black belts. I wish I got a plaque on my wall, you know? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, black belts well and all, but the important thing is like actually having the level the and, the, and the knowledge to, to, you know, to impart that. So I guess when it comes to developing that system, I guess, so you look, you looked out and saw other methods of how boxing was, you know, was being teached. So how did you come up with your, with your system? Sure. So people are posting constant things on IG, all this flashy <laughs> shit, right? I mean, yeah. how many influencers do we know? The problem is even some of these coaches, yeah. they're either talking super specific that a beginner can't understand it, mm-hmm. or they're showing stuff but skipping a lot of steps. Mm-hmm. So it's just flashy. It looks cool. I'll watch it. Yeah. But as a, as a guy that's completely a, a complete noob to this, if I'm watching this, I, I don't know what I'm, I don't know. And as a guy that knows what he's doing, I watch this and say, there's steps missing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I got to help people be able to do this. So actually what I did when my gyms closed, I still was training people. So I, I was able to start training through Zoom. And I said, all right, I have to train people through Zoom. This is the hardest thing in the world is fighting. And I can't even go hands on with these people. Yeah. And I'm not going to train them fitness. I'm not going to say jab, cross, burpee. <laughs> I'm not going to train them on this shit. It's nonsense. It's, I, the fitness you can do anywhere. Yeah. So I said, I need a concrete system that I have in the back of my head. I need to define every possibility 
and I need to be able to take a person from step by step by step to layer on my lessons so they can learn this stuff at a very fast rate. So I beta tested it through my Zoom sessions through my clients that I was able to do online. And at the end of the day, I created a complete system on how to train people in boxing. And it's legit because it's everything I do to this day. Everything in the course I do to this day. And it's not, all right, bro, jab, cross, burpee. Like I told you, that's not what I want you guys to teach. It's not a fitness course. Mm -hmm. It's strictly a technical understanding of everything you need to know on how stuff works with my own specific definitions. So after you assholes look at this and steal it, (laughs) I'm going to know. That's how good this is. So Zoom training works. Max Holloway was, was Zoom right. training absolutely <laughs> works if you have a good coach. Mm. And I'm a great coach. So that tells you something. Awesome. Is it something, is it a resource that if you wanted to learn how to become a boxing teacher, it would like empower that? Absolutely it would. Because I'd be surprised how many coaches you'll talk to, I've talked to, high-level guys who currently have champions underneath them that don't know how to teach a guy mm. that's not mm. super athletic. Right. So the problem with this is, you see these guys come in, they're hungry athletes, right? Maybe they had athleticism developed from other sports, coordination, things like that. Mm-hmm. So you can kindle that fire. But what happens if Joe Schmo or some average Joe comes out of nowhere? Taking and, a yeah. ball of clay. Correct. Yeah. And the problem with a lot of coaches is they do not have any sort of system that goes one, two, three, A, B, C. They'll go A, let's hit them with F, drop to Z. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. For instance, I'll give you guys an example. How many jabs do you think there are defined? I'm a jiu-jitsu guy. So. Yeah. <laughs> this is, why is jiu-jitsu so good? I'll ask you that. Why is jiu-jitsu so good? Um, why is it that you, jiu-jitsu is the same in every gym, but boxing is not? Almost the same. I mean, as far as like the beginners, you say, you know, guard, shrimping, armbar, triangle, kimura, right? Why does that approach work in every gym? You can have a bunch of McDojos, but you can't have that with boxing. Why is it you go to one boxing gym, they have only close fighters. They only have inside fighters. They have Mexican-style fighters. They have smooth Philly shell fighters. Why is that all different? Because there's not one way to throw a jab. There's actually five. Mm. And I've specifically defined every single one for every single scenario. And as a fighter, if you want to be complete, you got to know them all. And that's what I sat down and said, how do I do this? How do I start with this jab? How do I stack on this jab? How is this jab applicable in all the other areas? That's what I sat down and did. And so when I've talked to these other coaches, if they can't teach another random guy how to do it, right? Oh, you'll figure it out. Most coaches say, go hit the bag. (laughs) Thousand reps a day, you'll figure it out. You will, or you might stagnate your growth, or you might do it the wrong way. That's a problem. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I have two arms, you have two arms. I have two legs, you have two legs. Most of us in the population, GIMPs excluded. You know what I mean? Those people should be able to do the same things I do. The only difference should be the amount of hours they put in between it. But to understand why stuff works, a lot of coaches won't show you that the way I will. They might not necessarily know. They don't. That's what blew me away. I'm like, you have so many current champions underneath you, right? Why don't you have more? Because you don't know how to teach. I think a lot of the super gyms have a lot of people who are very good at polishing almost finished products absolutely you'll get a guy like freddie roach for instance and it just attracts a lot more you're filipino correct I'm filipino, yeah. <laughs> you know freddie you know, know freddie roach you know yes. manny pacquiao oh yeah name another manny pacquiao he's created i can't tell you i can't tell you either yeah. isn't that fucked up and he's the one of the best in the game no i'm not gonna fault him for anything but i'm telling you a lot of these coaches are this way they're one of those go do it figure it out in the bro science way you'll you'll develop some things and then they'll just say jab throw more punches yeah uh pivot the foot but they don't explain why you need to pivot the foot, why the body works the way it does. And that's what I was able to show people. And I beta tested it live. And then I launched my course. A few people have already purchased it. And I've held, held them accountable and asked them. They said, this is the best thing. I, this is exactly what I needed. I've had pros buy my course and say, holy shit, how come I didn't know this? Ten years down the line, I finally made sense. That's awesome. I've noticed that there's like a very robust instructional market in jiu-jitsu but hardly anything in striking until now until now so that's <laughs> the way of boxing. Boxing. <laughs> the way of boxing.com and then teachable budo boxing it's connected the same way but i'm telling you this is the this is literally my the my my brainchild and literally my passion project because i said once again if covid's not going anywhere or it kills me at least this is out there in the sphere and it's all self-paced it's it's not easy but we just talked about nothing's easy but these are not fucking burner workouts. These are not hour and a half of you doing burpees. It's not P90X. It's not. It's yeah. not. There's a, you can add this onto physical afterward. 
but you're repping correctly because the repetition is the mother learning, they say, right? Mm -hmm. But the father learning will tell you how to do it correctly. That's what they probably leave out. <laughs> that's, that's my own little two cents there because I need a dad to yell at me and say, do this the right way and then rep it because your mom's yelling at you. That's my approach to coaching people. Yeah, that is an interesting caveat that you bring up. There's so many, yeah, there's so many like grappling, like in, instructionals, like out there. But for some reason, like striking has just remained this, uh, it's almost like very, it's a kind of very old school because it's kind of like shroud, kind of shrouded in kind of secrecy. Like no one has that. defined yeah. boxing this way. And I said, fuck mm -hmm. it. You guys don't know me and I don't care. <laughs> right? I don't care. I will debate every single one of you. Bring yeah. me a head coach and I'll debate how to show. Give me one guy for a week. Give him a guy for a week. At the end of the week, my guy's going to move smoother and more technical than him. Mm -hmm. Whether conditioning is involved, right, the fitness element, mm -hmm. or the pain tolerance of being able to hit in the face, that separates people in the ring. That's mm -hmm. fine. But from an understanding of a technical capability, that's what I'm surprised by. There, nothing like this exists out there. Mm -hmm. So I said, cool. Demand's met in the market. Blue ocean for me. I'll hop in. Smart. And I guess like beforehand, like what were you just like seeking? I guess what what caused that drive to just want to answer your question? Patient? I'm yeah. uncomfortable. I think yeah. I know everything <laughs> until I started creating a system yeah. through a screen, and then I said, okay, let me take it a step further and say I'm not even there. They're gonna have to watch videos that I created. Mm -hmm. So let me up the challenge further, more discomfort, mm -hmm. and I'm putting up to public scrutiny, which is very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I did the same thing you we just talked about prior. I wanted to push the envelope of my knowledge. I, I wrote a book, right? Who gives a shit? The book is okay. Someone stole my book and recovered it. I don't care. It was the test. Yeah. But afterward, my system now, all right, now you're going to pay me for it. It ain't cheap. It's not a $20 book. Yeah. But I'm telling you, everything in there is pure gold. And you won't find it anywhere else. In the process of developing this, do you, do you feel like your understanding of boxing leveled up? Like, yeah, okay. I feel so comfortable in every position now. Not only did I challenge myself, I said before I even make other people pay me money for it, I'm going to walk the walk. So I started applying in all these other areas and including my kickboxing and it's still pulling off a good product. Yeah. So I did, I challenged myself. It wasn't comfortable. I won't put anything out there. I don't, I don't practice that. I don't preach. You know what I mean? But That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause I find when I teach, it helps me level up my own. Skills. The book was the first step and I thought I had a system prior to that. And then I said, how do I take it further? So mm. COVID was a blessing in that disguise because I had to sit there. I had to teach it through a screen. I had to define it. I had to write it all out. And then I had to take it a step further and give homework around it, this and that. Because I, my, my stuff is not, you train with me for an hour, go get them, Tiger, you're a champ. <laughs> you no, I'm not a motivator. I don't bullshit people like that. Yeah. I'm very truthful in what I say. I said, you're going to have to rep this. Why, how long did this take you to develop this course? 15 fucking years to be able to do what I did. But you have the gold now. You have the path. You still have to walk it now. I've opened the door. You have to walk through it. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take a lot of discomfort, a lot of work now. Mm -hmm. And once you can cut through that, you're going to come out a completely superior fighter. No, I, I, mean, as a, I mean, as a teacher myself in terms of martial arts, that, that also speaks to me in terms of, yeah, there's a lot of varying. Because you, you, there's a lot of varying students. You know, whether ones that maybe come from athletic backgrounds have good coordination and then those that don't. And then how are you going to teach all of them or how what's your approach going to be? Like for what do you teach specifically? I teach specifically, I mean, mainly grappling. Okay. But then I also teach like, you know, boxing and sure. kickboxing, all, all that. Since stuff. I do yeah. know boxing, I'm not trying to like put you on the spot here. No, Where do you ahead. start when you start working with boxers? What's the first thing you teach? I'd say, them? I mean, first thing. Day first one, thing. I come up to you. Please teach me boxing. I'd say stance, movement. Stance and movement, correct? Yeah. We got to know how to stand yeah. before we move. And then on top of that, before we even start punching and moving, correct? Yeah. Okay. So you have them standing. Good. Is there any movement when you're standing? What's that? Is, Is there, there any movement occurring when you're standing? Yeah, there's going to be some movement. occurring. What type of movement? There's going to be, I would say like, there's, well, there's like upper body, and just a matter of like, I'd say a shifting of balance. Weight transfer. Oh, weight transfer. And if, yeah. as a good coach, you have to be able to teach people how to identify their weight transfer in place. How, does the, how do you capture that on movement? Mm -hmm. And then how do you capture that around every single possibility of punching, defense, offense, obviously, and repositioning? Once you understand the pillars, you can apply it that way. Mm -hmm. But that is how you have a system now. Like jujitsu, you can develop a system around that. So you can replicate it. Mm -hmm. You can replicate results and you can replicate students. And then they can pace themselves throughout that. Okay, you need to spend a little bit more time on repositioning. You need to spend a little bit more time on your defense, right? Mm -hmm. But that is what a lot of gyms don't do. They just say, go, go, go. 
They might teach you to stand incorrectly. They might teach you to transfer your weight incorrectly. So these students are start struggling very, very quickly. And I, I noticed that. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, I need to be able to make these people perfect from the beginning. I at least strive for perfection at the beginning. And then the second lesson should still base and stack on the previous. And the third lesson should stack on the previous. And at the end of the day, what happens with boxing? Are you done repping? Never. <laughs> you're, you're, you're never no. done. Never. You're never <laughs> you're done never repping. Done with anything, really. Exactly. So at the end of my course... Spoiler alert, you're doing it again. <laughs> so there is no end. Everything in there, as we know, the way you threw a jab today should be better the second day. Yeah. But you're still throwing a jab, for instance. Mm -hmm. That's what happens with a lot of systems. You're still rolling arm bars. You're still rolling shrimping. You're still getting mount, you know, all these other positions. It never stops. It never stops. <laughs> you just get more proficient at it mm -hmm. as long as you know how to do it correctly. And then you can aim for perfection, right? That's what our goal is. It's not repetition. It's repetition aimed at perfection that separates people. Mm -hmm. It's not just blind repetition. Correct. It's just, it's just hoping that hoping that you eventually get it. But a lot <laughs> of these gyms, as we already know, teach incorrect or incomplete technique. Mm -hmm. So there's always they're repping it, but they're not able to hit perfection. Mm -hmm. A lot of these coaches don't even know how to hit perfection, which blows me away. So I try to fill those gaps in. I would love for both of you to pick it up because it'll blow your mind. I think it would really blow your mind. I'm intrigued for sure. Good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I already read the I, book. I, so I, as, as well. I aspire to one day own a gym. So Really? Well, I, I would like to have a resource like spoiler that. Spoiler alert. This is, <laughs> you'll be able to run the most efficient, technically savvy boxing gym wherever you open it. Cool. Yeah, and I, and I think yeah that that's another point of martial arts because especially someone that comes in that i mean as you've mentioned like that doesn't know anything there's so much that they don't know like where do they start and i feel a lot of i mean me when i first started they're really you can't you, they just throw you in the deep end and then hope that you don't drown yeah like from there or they that, don't really care if you drown like if you don't if you don't know if you don't drown that's an afterthought yeah, yeah from, from there so yeah i've always because i thought to myself okay if i'm teaching like an absolute beginner what's the thing to teach them and how do they get you know how do they get from you know from because the first step is the hardest point but then how do they get to the next step to the next step to the next step from there well i love yeah. the way i teach in my system yeah. because it checks a lot of people's egos so mm -hmm. you'll see a lot of students come in right those hungry bros and mm -hmm. they think all right where am i going to start sparring right day <laughs> one stuff right and i'm like chill the fuck out <laughs> yeah. calm your tits madame like we're, we're here to actually learn something today right it's mm -hmm. the school of like i'm trying to teach you so mm -hmm. then you can apply it physically then you can actually push the envelope with some workout aspect to it, right? Yeah. But then you also have these kids coming in and they'll go to the old guy thinking he's wise, right? He's, he's <laughs> Mick. He's yeah. Mr. Miyagi, right? This is the old guy doesn't know shit. He knows yeah. boxing from 1920, which was awful for the most part, right? <laughs> like he doesn't know that much shit. He's never actually a gotten better. <laughs> yeah, not only is a lot changed, yeah. he's never actually developed himself yeah. further. He's not developed as combat has evolved. He's mm -hmm. never evolved with it. And then you see these guys teaching really old school shit, right? Like, keep your hands up. You'll see dudes holding the sides of their temples and their guards <laughs> completely open. And I'm like, no, you can't do that, right? And so that's what I had an issue with. A lot of these guys, they're trusting you, not with just their money, right? Your, these coaches are conning them out of money, but mm -hmm. brain cells. This is a very dangerous thing. I honestly think if you guys are going to spar as a new person, this is my little message to the world, spar one time if you want, fine, cool, step back afterward. You know what it's like to get punched in the face. You figured out your flight and fight response, maybe your freeze response. After that, you have to develop as a martial artist. And then every once in a while, whatever you've drilled in, whatever you've trained, go see if it works full speed, full power, right? But you have to consistently do less head trauma, especially as a beginner, and stack your knowledge as you go along. Pop quiz it with sparring, but quit sparring and thinking that's where the learning is. It's not. Yeah. We all know the learning happens when you're in a corner in front of a mirror alone after hours. That's where the learning has been. Other than that, it's just a test. It's just a quiz. I've often thought that um, it's detrimental for beginners to start sparring too early in striking. And see, but that's what uh, I think, I think Customato said at best, fighting reveals character. Some people will break after that first sparring session if they got their ass whipped. Some people will come out on top, right? And they'll be more confident. But all that does is it says, is the confident guy still going to be willing to train? Is the guy that got broke still be willing to train? So it just reveals a person's character and reveals that fight or flight response, which I don't honestly think can be trained. You can kind of mold it a little bit, but that fight or flight response, whether you punch back after you get punched or you crumble, that's going to be innate. I honestly think that's a nature thing. Look into it. Debate me if you guys want. Right <laughs> I'm open. I'm open to hear it. Um, 
the, the only example I, I have is Ender, and I think he had the flight, and I think he's willing to counter and go forward now when, mm-hmm. when things are not going his way. So, so I think you guys want to tell me the story about Ender? I think it can be trained. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Think about his evolution. Yeah, that's true, because he, he did used to back he's up. My, he's my son. Yeah. Yeah, but backing up is not bad. If you just get hit and you crumble and you fear response and you uh, run away, that's a flight response. That. Yeah, no. He never okay. did that. He never see? had that. So he was able to keep pushing I, and persevering. I think there is like an innate, innate kind of toughness already, okay, so but, it's, yeah. but it's a matter of like, no. what, you, what do you do afterwards? Correct. It's not, it's, it's, the, it's the effects yeah. after the hit. That's why I say enlightenment comes after yeah. the punch. If I just got cracked. In the cracked, beginning, he just didn't know what to do. If he repositioned and he was still standing and still wanted to keep fighting, that's that's a fight response in my eyes. There's also the kid who immediately swings back, but the flight response of just curling up or running or looking away that's a problem you have to identify and that's what sparring on the first session should reveal mm-hmm. but after that you don't need to keep beating the shit of a guy right. who doesn't know what he's doing right so that's my school of thought mm-hmm. feel free to debate me okay no, I mean that, that's definitely an interesting way of like putting it out because now I'm just thinking okay has there ever been a, a situation or like a person that that I know and that ended up continuing to fight after after they crumbled in that kind of scenario and really i'm kind of drawing a blank Damn pretty right. much yeah pretty much most of the people that stuck with it i mean they they, they were kind of already they had some fight in them exactly they had they had a fight i mean kind of like what we we're talking about like whether they knew what to do or not right, that's they still wanted to be in there whether it was comfortable or not have you guys ever seen okay. that movie cool hand luke it's an older cool movie yeah right so why did they give him actually. so much respect so i haven't with seen the it, so egg thing happened? or no 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 after he's getting <laughs> the fight, do you remember the fight scene? I don't remember. He kept the fight getting scene. up. He's getting his ass whipped, but uh, he keeps yeah. getting back up. It's not necessarily about like I'm winning here. It's I'm still gonna get back up. Yeah. So if you were for your first day of sparring, get dropped, get knocked out, but you show up the next day, yeah. that's a fight response to yeah, me. Yeah, I'm yeah. willing to keep fighting. That's what every fighter needs. But that's what separates people. There's also dudes who get cracked and they're like, oh, I'll never do this again, bro. It was way too hard. The quitters. That's mm. a flight response, mm. and that stays with you forever. That's why I believe it's a nature thing. Mm, okay. Okay. I can definitely, I mean, that's definitely something that's, that's good food for thought, but especially as I've brought a lot of people into like trying and dabbling and then it's seeing like, okay, the people that stay, the, those are the ones that actually want to be here yeah. like Facts. Their, because they have, if there's like, if <laughs> given all the opportunities to do other things and then they still want to do this, that, that, that just means that, yeah, you're, it takes a certain, I don't know if caliber is the right term of it. Absolutely, but character. Yeah, character for sure. It takes a certain kind of character that wants yeah. to keep putting themselves in a situation where, oh yeah, physical pain's happening to you. Yeah. So I can't wait yeah. to see the Jake Paul brothers when they lose, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's fun to be on top of the world. I mean, it's easy you're still to be on top making of the money, world. right? Yeah. So yeah. it's still fun. It's enjoyable. But when you get knocked the fuck out with public embarrassment, mm-hmm. then I'm curious to know if you keep fighting, keep training, keep mm-hmm. wanting to do this. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by like separating that, right? You've been handpicked opponents for the most part, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly. And that's that's very different from yeah, from pretty much most professional fighters exactly. that end up in. That. I mean, like I'm broke. I have to pay some money this this month for rent. Yeah, and I have to train because this is what I want. This is my answer. This is my purpose, my passion, and I'm going to still do it to make my money to pay my rent. And I just got my ass whipped by the best guy in the gym. That guy has my respect. If the Paul brothers are willing to go through that, then we'll talk. <laughs> but all respect to them. They're still tra- working hard. You know, it's just it becomes easier on the mindset, like I told you earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because given, given the circumstances and the scenarios where you can just do just that. You're winning then, no matter yeah. what. Right? Yeah. It's like you've already you, won. Yeah. <laughs> the the, the yeah. win happened way yeah. before the How fight. many champs <laughs> lose their belt and can't come back from it or ever make the same money again? Yeah. It's That's common, the difference, right? It's a right? common tale. Yeah. yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. I love how you're kind of like... I'll respect them, but I don't respect them. <laughs> Respectfully. I respect the fact that they could yeah. literally be doing anything else. They could yes. be recording artists, mumble rappers, no, I, right? Yeah, yeah. But what they're training, saying. so I got to yeah. give them respect for that. Because how many people aren't even training and they have that much money, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, stay in your lane. You got a fucking fast pass, like you said, you yeah. know? Also, yep. I would do the same if I was right, you. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, a double-edged sword. Props to you guys. Right? <laughs> but also, I would also not give a shit if I won or lost. I'd come in with an edge now because I have nothing to lose because right. I've already won. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no matter the results of this yeah. ring. I, I don't have already. to maintain my yeah. title that I've worked my ass off to get because if that happens to get taken away from me, so does my livelihood, you right. know? Mm-hmm. And I'm usually the guy that's coming to take it's legit. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 
we've we've talked a little bit about the evolution of the understanding of boxing and how that has evolved over time and grown grown leaps and bounds like i'm I'm curious to know if what you have you given much thought about the how powerful a medium online training is versus say a book where say five six years from now you gain some new insights that you can go back and update your content and Absolutely. Maybe it's something you said today. Um, it's not like it's wrong, but it's like not as nuanced as you might understand it. Five Probably years will from be. Yeah. Things are constantly changing. Yeah. So my book, no one fucking reads for the most part. Let's just get that out of the way, right? <laughs> we live in a generation <laughs> where no one reads. Everyone yeah. wants a quick fix. Everyone wants a 15-second Instagram story to learn how to fight. <laughs> That's all it'll take. This is facts. This is it. Abs, five minutes. It's five minutes. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? A mouse on a wheel can't even break a sword like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like... It's just like you can't. It's not It's not possible, yeah, right? right? So most people didn't read, and that's why it was a teaser to see if I want to do that. But I also don't want to be an influencer, you could say. I don't want to be like, hype beast. Anyone, learn these two <laughs> tricks, and you can knock you, out anyone in a street fight. People? Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. like to bullshit most people. Yeah. But if you're willing to pay the price and do the course, you're going to come out better. You're going to learn boxing at a higher level. The cool part about my course is I can edit things out of it anytime. It's yeah. not complete. So if I happen to learn something and I keep wanting to pay for the platform, I can mm-hmm. always edit it. I can always add on. Yeah. I could always say, based off of the data I've received from everybody, this shit's not working. This is the worst course on the planet. Impossible. But it's there. <laughs> I could go back and remove yeah. certain things or I could add yeah. on to the learning. Like I had one of my students who's actually very aspy, you could say, very, very autistic in his approach. He's an engineer. So he goes, this is the best step-by-step I've ever seen. So you've taken the, you've, you've dumbed it down to a cell, you know, under the microscope. That's exactly what I needed, but I'm autistic as shit. So I'm going to go a step further. I'm going to go down to the atom. So he took my course and went even further with it. And I was blown away. I said, listen, I'm not willing to go that far. I don't think it's necessary, but whatever helps your learning. And he goes, I want to gift it to you. So he added on to my course because I can't see everything. I think I do. Right. But that's a, that's a, you could say that's a perspective of confidence. I feel like I know everything. No, no, no. You don't know what you don't know. So this guy was able to show me another perspective that I wouldn't have taken it to. But that's how, that's how things have evolved over the years. That's how martial arts has grown, right? MMA came out of that. Mm. Karate guy thinks he's the shit. Kickbox girl's out there and fucks him up, for instance. Or jujitsu guy fucks him up. That's how combat constantly evolves. New perspectives, new ideas. So that's what my course is. If people happen to show me a better perspective, I'll bow down and I'll add on to it. I have no ego here with that. Awesome. It's an ever-evolving system, just like fighting is. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know what I didn't know until I wrote the course down this way. I mm-hmm. didn't know what I didn't know when I wrote the book. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I didn't know when I didn't have the book. It's just that's how you have to keep challenging yourself with mm-hmm. uncomfortable things. Like this course is now out in public scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Scrutinize it. Call me a fraud, says keyboard warriors most of the time, right? <laughs> what keyboard warriors? They always find something to fight about. <laughs> right? But now I feel confident enough to knowing my shit so well because I've tested it and I've seen the results, not only with myself, but completely random people of all ages, weights, and sizes that I'm saying I'm willing to put it up for public scrutiny. Bring it. That's how confident I am in this. This is To me, this is literally the best course on boxing out there. Not only from a personal standpoint of, oh, I created it. It's my brainchild. It's my baby. But honestly, you will not find anything more technical out there. And you guys as martial artists, I would love you guys to take a look at it. Oh, definitely. It'll blow oh, your fucking mind. Yeah, I'll definitely take definitely. a look at it. Uh, where can we see that again? Thewayofboxing.com. Nice. All right. I mean, I'll definitely check that out. Because, yeah. I mean, as a teacher and as a martial artist myself, I'm definitely always open to new ways of learning, new ways of exploring. And then, yeah, that... That's the thing. It's sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you have to go outside your own perspective to see to see new things. So, I mean, I remember I, re- I read your book. Uh, yeah, we talked about it like like briefly in terms of that, but yeah, it's yeah. Who reads nowadays? <laughs> Honestly, people are like yeah. when's I haven't read my own book in a couple of years because I, I got tired of writing and yeah. rereading it over and over yeah, again. You're like ah, oh, this again. But I said, how do I take that knowledge and make it better? Yeah. Now it's a video course. Yeah. By the way, it's shown in ways you will never know because what's the problem with learning YouTube? It's the problem with learning YouTube. Learning through YouTube. Oh, boxing, what? for instance. Oh, boxing. Let's actually YouTube. answer this because this will actually give you a little little yeah. preview to my course. What's Let's see, the problem I, guess, with I guess the problem of learning through YouTube is that you're not really getting any feedback. That's one you could yeah. say, but for instance, an instructional video on how to jab. What are you, what are you noticing? You're watching it right now. Yeah, what yeah. are you seeing? So let's see. I'm, I'm Maybe it's see. just in one a- angle or... Yeah. What angle is it usually? Well, it's typically from an angle of you facing it. Correct. It's yeah. mirrored. Shit's yeah. already backwards. Most uh-huh. people are left and right retarded. They don't even know the <laughs> difference. So I'm serious. So when they're watching it, 
part of their brain can't even fucking click. Yeah. So some people are also southpaws and compared to orthodox where most people are. So mm. it's more confusing to them. So they're already lost without even starting. Mm. Okay. You see what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that is why I answered all these questions. I said, okay, let me show in orthodox. Let me show in, mm. in southpaw. Let me show in POV so you really can't fuck it up. <laughs> That's yeah. how far I took this how shit. How did you film it in POV? You strap a goddamn GoPro to your head. Nice. Ah. Right? I'm tired of people saying I'm a freaking coach. All right, show me through me. Go. Yeah, that's really there you cool. go. I've so never, that's why I've I said, never seen that. No, you haven't, right? <laughs> Neither have I. That's why I said, let me, let me fucking create this for all of you because I'm tired of all these influencers out there that yeah. can do it and can't teach it. So I said, there should be no room for error here. And if there mm. is... Cool part about my courses, cool part of my courses, once you buy it, you give access to me every Sunday. I sit down with you guys. I coach you in live time. Show me what you're working with. Every week, we sit down at the same time and we say, okay, this is what you're working on. You did it. You think you did it right, but let me tweak a few things for you. Because I know I can correct it now that we have everything defined and we're on the same page. So if I tell you fix this, you'll know exactly what you need to fix. Mm. That's how specific my course is. And there's nothing else like that out there. (laughs) toot my own goddamn horn. I'll keep doing it. That's no. how confident I am yeah. about this. No, man. There's nothing it. nothing else I know of, especially like striking-wise. Like nothing. Yep. So it is interactive. It's super interactive. It doesn't end with the course. It, the whole, Learning has to be continuous, right? Right. Like even if it's a six-week course technically, but if you complete it in six weeks, there should be no end point. Right. Mm. You should start it all over again. Yeah. It's like you graduate. Yeah. I graduated boxing. Yeah. This is it. Here's your certificate. No Here's your <laughs> yeah. certificate. Yeah. I figured Solved it out. Solved it. Solved it. Yeah. Woo. That was fun. Oh, yeah. boy. Let me get this next. No. You get a fucking plaque on your wall. That's it. Hang it up. And then what? You get fat and stop. Like, yeah. that's how we Learned talked it. about it. That's what we yeah. talked about. That's when people get lazy. Yeah. There should be no end. There should mm. be no finish line. Right. Mm. I've been doing this a very long time. Mm-hmm. Some highs, a lot of lows. But I keep doing it regardless. Mm-hmm. And that's what everyone should do. Focus on the process. The keep, process. Keep refining the process. Mm-hmm. Comparing yourself to you. Everyone writes that, mm-hmm. right? Be better yeah. than the guy you were yesterday. How many people actually apply that? Mm. That's what martial actually arts... actually live it. Yeah, yeah, that's what martial arts is. The problem with martial arts is when people are competing, they're competing against the person in the ring. But the but, real competition. Yeah. But prior to the competition, they see the fight poster. Oh, that's my guy. I got to look up footage <laughs> on him. Stop worrying about him. Yeah, Go worry. train. Go focus on yourself. Yeah. That's the point of this course. Mm-hmm. That's the point of how you level up. And then go start trying to test this against a person right. who's struggling. Mm-hmm. So that is my methodology to coaching people. I've had great results with this. I've had people life-changing results. Honestly, life-changing results of this. I, people have told me I ne- never knew it could be this simple. And that was a huge thing. I never knew I could do this. I never knew I could learn this way, going one, two, three in a proper order, proper sequence. Because most of my coaches have told me just to go do it or go do fitness. <laughs> And that's do not it what a thousand I'm times. Do it again. Yeah, you yeah. could do it a thousand times. I'll yeah. tell you what, do it a hundred times correctly yeah. and break in between. You yeah. don't need to stress your body out. You're going to lose your form when you get tired. Mm-hmm. Do it correctly at 50% speed, then up it to 75, then go 100%. Or do the boring shit and then go and do the hard stuff full speed, full power. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking sloppy, go back and do it boring again because you have to pace yourself to you. Stop looking up pro high. Do you think I should start watching boxing? <laughs> watching no, you have no idea what the fuck's going on out there. But if you've yeah. cl- completed my yeah. course, you will be able to recognize everything those guys are doing. Yeah. Everything. I have guys yeah. saying that like it's like learning any sport. Once you become involved in it, you're like, you oh. seem way more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So people are saying, oh shit, now when I watch fights, I can literally decipher everything. Right. And I did this in six weeks, which blows my fucking mind that I could even teach someone something as complex that I've spent a lifetime basically mm-hmm. doing. And people are still saying holy shit i didn't realize i could learn this in such such a quick amount of time mm-hmm. oh no for sure i mean a lot of people don't know what they <laughs> don't know what 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 they know or or how they learned it like from there but yeah speaking yeah a lot of people like to just jump right in into uh yeah should i watch fights i'm like that that doesn't even apply to you yeah <laughs> at, at you wouldn't point. know what you're yeah looking at. that'd be like if i started learning how to get how to play guitar and then like oh i'll just watch what these professional musicians do that must be close to what i do i'm like no not <laughs> i like I'm to not. i like to use an analogy like chess right a lot mm-hmm. of people play chess a lot of people don't know anything about chess believe mm-hmm. it or not mm-hmm. but they look at the board like oh i should start playing games i was like you don't even know how the pieces move mm-hmm. so how are you going to play a game 
against somebody. So some people learn how the pieces move, right? And they start playing games. But the growth comes in from studying your moves, studying openings, studying scenarios where you have like a queen versus two pawns and a knight or some shit. It doesn't matter. The whole point is once you understand how the pieces move, that's what my course explains you, how the pieces should actually move. Then you can start applying them in combination in all these different variables because fighting is so damn dynamic. Yeah. Right. But people, you don't just learn from sparring. You don't just learn from playing games. You can pick up a few things, right? But you'll plateau eventually. You can get tougher through sparring. Cool. But you're <laughs> coming at a cost of brain cells. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to pay the price for that. Mm -hmm. That's what separates a lot of things from fighting because this could all go away from an injury. This could all stop because you forget where the hell you are one day. Mm -hmm. So you're coming, it's coming at a severe cost of not just time, but your actual physical ability to do this or live life in general. Mm -hmm. And that's what separates fighting, specifically pursuing that than a lot of other hobbies. You can lift weights, get fat, lift weights again, get fat, maybe get injured, recover and keep doing it. But your mind doesn't de deter, unlike a lot of things in fighting. Facts. All right. How often do you like to spar hard versus spar 70%? Or... See, that's a weird thing to, to consider. At my level, it always depends on my training partners. Are we going to kill each other? Are we just sparring hard to the body and we're maintaining blows to the head? It depends. It just depends what are we preparing ourselves for. You know, if there's a fight coming up, we do need a few hard sparring days. Right. You can't ignore that. Right. But a lot of fighting at the end of the day is how good is your fucking conditioning? If your conditioning is on point, you will be able to pull stuff out that you remembered. You know, you'll be able to keep going even if your form's sloppy. So it's not the flashy techniques all the time. It's all about conditioning at that point. Once you know you're tough, like the Max Holloway school of thought is I don't spar anymore, right? right. Your body's on point. Your mind is sharp. You can go and perform these things. Especially at his level, he's already done the reps. He's mastered the reps, right? So therefore, he can just keep going and stack his conditioning on top of it and go in competition. Hmm. So from my point right now, I think I know my shit, but I'm still learning new things. And it just depends how close I am to a fight if I need to go hard or not. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's the thing with like a lot of fighters. They they kind of like just want to keep proof. Sparring isn't really a learning tool. It's just proving that they're tough. Rather than actually like improving on themselves. It depends on the character of yeah. the individual. You have yeah. a guy like Mike Perry who just wants to go hard all the time, right? Yeah. That's his way of training, right? Yeah. That's how he gets into his mind mm -hmm. to get hungry enough to fight. He says, I've, I've won every single sparring exchange. I'm speaking <laughs> third person, right? Yeah. I'm not really Mike Perry. But yeah. I've sparred every single time. I know what I'm doing, so I can just go and take that into my fight. Other people are like, I already know I'm tough, right? We talked about it earlier. I already figured out I have a fight response. That's why I'm a fighter. Now I just get my skills super sharp, get my conditioning up to point, and go test it. It's, fighting is evolving. We don't know what sparring does to the brain. We're just now in the last maybe five to 10 years really sitting down and going, okay, now we have to start pacing ourselves with this hard sparring. <laughs> like, seriously, Pace right? Yeah, yeah, I grew yeah. up in the freaking couture days of like tap out where everyone's freaking cracking each other in the head every time sparring. I yeah. was part of that camp. Yeah. We had to spar every time. It's mm -hmm. unnecessary, I think, honestly. But so you're suggesting even if, even if it wasn't so uh, risky long-term then it might not be the optimal way to develop anyways. It depends on the individual. Okay. It depends on the individual. Some people need that. Is, right? Some people need that push. Some I people, think I, I see what you're saying. Some sure. people yeah. need to be pushed by their coaches to put them in like a shark tank scenario. Mm. Right? Some people don't need any sparring because they all they have that grit. Yeah. It's been tested. So therefore they just need to work on their skills. Some people are longer in their career. Some people have more concussions than other people every time they spar. Some people get no concussions and they're headstrong. It's going to depend on a case by case basis. Right. But we're still learning about all this stuff still. Yeah. And plus there's no like great cookie cutter situation. I mean, especially when it comes to, I mean, hell, when it comes to just <laughs> how brain trauma in general works. Right. Like, I mean, the same punch that can hit, can hit a, hundred fighters and it's going to affect them all differently that's true like from there this is a young man's game when you're yeah. young and you're in your early 20s or teens you're getting cracked you honestly don't feel nothing right <laughs> i'm at the point where i have wear and tear if i feel like i'm i have lightheaded i didn't sleep enough last night right or something like, i'm not sparring why mm. would i what's the goal of this right i don't have a fight coming up to why what benefit I? to mm -hmm. what benefit i have mm -hmm. to do a cost benefit analysis when mm -hmm. i'm there very quickly mm -hmm. so that's how I look at my training now. It's like if my body's broken, what's the point of going super hard right now? You know, if my body feels great or I need to push myself, I know the difference now. Technology helps, by the way, like these these heart rate variability things right. like that. You can look you can into them; they will help see your training. When you're off. Absolutely, mm -hmm. that's real. You're, my goal is not to fight per se. Fight, you know. My goal is to keep training for as long as I possibly can. I want to be one of the one of the Gracies 
fucking crippled on the back, like got off his wheelchair and he's still rolling with dudes on his back. I yeah. want to be one of these dudes. Even if I'm not sparring or even hitting a bag, I'm still moving around shadow boxing. Even not shadow boxing, I'm practicing some agility. I'm keeping my mind sharp. That's what I'm constantly doing. Because at the end of the day, our computer is the only thing that really matters. And that's what I want to take as long as possible. And the hardest part about fighting is we're getting punched in the fucking computer all day. <laughs> we're hitting stuff with the yeah. computer. <laughs> and we're aiming for it when we're hitting yeah. other people. It's yeah. a brutal sport. It can be, right? Yeah. Or you could separate yourself from the bro school of thought and say, okay, I know I can be a bro when I need to be. Now I have to go and sit down and be a little bit more smarter about everything. Do the boring work. I know I don't <laughs> want to, but I know if I do 100 boring-ass reps of my jab in front of a mirror, I'm going to come out with a sharp-ass jab. Yeah. When I need it in a fight. All right. True that. Okay. Any other closing thoughts? I mean, let's get that. Sis, what was the website again? <laughs> yeah. the, the website is called thewayofboxing.com. And the course is called the Budo Boxing Blueprint or mm-hmm. B3. And it's the best course out there on the planet. I'm literally, I will challenge any other martial arts, Freddie Roaches out there if they want to talk to me about it. My mm-hmm. respect to what you've done. But I think I've taken it a little bit further. Cool. Nice. So if people want to reach you, how, how, how can they reach you? Hit me up on IG, Budo Boxer, or hit me up on thewayofboxing.com. My email's there. Feel free to reach out. If you guys have any things you want me to blog about, feel free because I now blog on there as well. Okay. Any topics you want me to cover. Cool. cool. All right, man. Well, appreciate your time. Appreciate Thanks. you guys. Thank you guys for having me. This was great. Thanks. Problem. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>